0: Frank, call him that woman, Dottie. I bet. Die. Pussy willows. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Welcome, X, and thank you for listening to Brain Dead podcast. I am your host, Josh, and as always, I got my two co-hosts, Andy.
2: Hey, what's happening? And Zach. Hey, how's it going?
1: Uh, so, just a little bit of a um, tell you where we have been for the last few months. Um, If you haven't followed us on Facebook or Instagram, go ahead and do that now. But we have been on quite a hiatus because we have been building an empire. We are now a network. We have several podcasts that we own now. We have Darkest Before Dawn podcast we own now. It's... um, hosted by andrew and he's going to be doing mainly interviews on his podcast so that's kind of cool and then we also have sacrificial terror that we just started and it's going to be with zombie barbie and sam mason and that one's going to be pretty cool they're going to have interviews as well as well as topics like we do like um today's topic killer moms so if you love your mother or if you love moms in general this will be the podcast to listen to today
0: Or if you hate them, that'd be a
1: good. Or if you hate them, them, this will be a really good podcast. Um, Or if you love horror in general and you want to see some moms fuck up some shit, this is the podcast for you. So, we got some news, and Zach is going to bring us the news today. What we got, Zach? I got a couple
0: things Um, and a shocking revelation. Saw will be back. I know everyone missed it, but this time it will be helmed by Chris Rock. He'll be working with Lionsgate and Twisted Pictures, executive producers from the last couple Saw movies. Right now, it's supposed to be out October 23rd, 2020. It's got a little hype for it just because of some names to it. Um, They seem to be really excited about what Rock came and what his vision is for the reimagining. So that'll be interesting to see. I'm curious. The other part is Bruce Campbell has confirmed that there will be an Evil Dead video game coming soon. No official date on that, though he does say uh, that it will hopefully be within a year. But there's not a whole lot. He did mention that he wanted to do The Voice so no one else can ham it up, according to him.
1: Yeah, and that's about it. That that he's, yeah. uh, I don't think that he's going to give up the reins that easy. I mean, even though he lays it down, that's what he's most known for, you know? Right. Yeah,
0: I don't think he'll ever come back to live action, but... Video games are probably a whole lot easier. I wonder if this is going to be an open-world game. The only no, thing it point says point. is it's fully immersive. So right. take that, what you will.
1: It could be VR.
0: Oh, that'd be cool. <laughs> I'd play it.
1: All right, and that is it for the news, but we got some more news. Amazon Prime has released their horror for the June, and we got some pretty good heavy contenders on here, but also we got some lesser-known horror movies, but I'm going to go through a bunch of them. So starting off in June, we're going to have District 9, and American Werewolf in London, Apocalypse Kiss, Attack of the Herbals. That sounds really good. <laughs> yeah. I love the poem. Bigfoot Wars, Blood Moon Rising. Blood Reaper, Curse of the Zodiac. I bet Zach uh, oh, would like that. fucking
0: terrible. <laughs> Jesus <Jeez laughs> Christ.
1: We also have Exit to Hell, Frankenstein Reborn, Spide, Hard Candy, which is actually a really good movie, Open Water, Sleepy Hollow, and Silence of the Lambs.
0: Okay. Well, there are some good ones there. I haven't seen Sleepy Hollow in a long time.
1: Yeah. Yeah, good old Johnny Depp. <laughs> So we're gonna kick it off with some killer moms. And uh first we up we have Carrie nineteen seventy six.
2: Yeah, I, I guess I'll jump in this man. That her, Carrie's mom, she did her she she made that, that girl crazy. Not telling her about her period and you know, locking her up in that room, beating her. And that poor girl didn't have a chance with a mom like that.
1: Yeah, well, like, Lori. Like, I
2: mean and- did such
0: a good job
2: i know if you, you feel bad for her when she goes to school the the whole shower scene and they're, they're just tossing pads and tampons at her she had no idea i mean she she looked so terrified and, and you man her mom didn't tell her anything about that any and and the dirty pillows i mean come on She's still uh-huh.
1: showing off her dirty pillows. <laughs> yeah, and you also gotta you also get to see, you know, what bullying also does to a child. I oh, mean, nice. I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna be honest with you. I w- if I had some kind of telekinesis powers, I would have done the same exact same thing. I mean, this poor girl is getting bullied at home and at school. Of course they're gonna break down and have a mental breakdown and I wouldn't uh, murder anybody but <laughs> obviously she went that route but you can understand her her pain of being bullied and then she goes home and then the mom is the same exact way except with religious beliefs like you know it's sin to uh, touch your body it is a uh, sin to know anything about the body it is a sin to, um, to have menstruation all this stuff is just sinful 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 and it shows what religion can really do to a child if you're really a um, harper on religion uh, you know yeah. it's, it's a it's a very it's a big staple about a bunch of things like bullying religion and, and a mom in general because you know mother's supposed to be there for the child and this mother was not there for this child it's, it's really sad
0: yeah and i mean give it the um sissy Spacek. i mean it just it's almost heartbreaking <laughs> to watch her entire movie like they chose it, it, and this is the problem I, i'll try not to harp on the remake too much but that was one of the things where the way uh, Sissy Spacek looks, like, she's not a very conventionally pretty person. She's not overly attractive. It really worked to believe, okay, yeah, she would be bullied in school because oh, kids yeah. are assholes. Oh, no doubt. Just
2: just how naive she made that part feel. And, and man, you know, you, you go into that house, you just feel like something bad is happening in this place. You know, it, it's just... It, it, I mean, when you see her put her in that room and, you know, all she's got is a candle in there. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no telling how long she sat in that room, you know, having to pray and all that. And, and Man, I wouldn't want to go to school and I wouldn't want to go home. I I I, I feel for her.
1: Yeah, it's, and,
0: um, it's... Go ahead, Josh.
1: Well, see, the thing is, if you really, um, like in the book and everything, it really goes into detail what happened with Margaret White. You know, you see that it was grief that sent her into church to start with. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was, it was her grief on uh, losing her father. And then she, she goes to church and then all of a sudden she becomes this religious fanatic and then she takes it out on her daughter. And you, you really, it's kind of like a catch 22 situation. You, we do crazy things when we're grieving and, I think that she found something that made her feel good, but instead of making other people feel good with her beliefs, she made her daughter feel terrible. And it it really is a grief situation, but it it shows just how much grief can really control a person.
0: What I am going back to talking about, you know, she's bullied at home, she's bullied at school. And that's why I really, you know, a telekinesis plot can really fall apart fast, but where she has no safety anywhere the safest place for her is in her head and it's like this metaphorical how hard she's breaking even in her only safe spot how the world just kind of shrinks in on that one moment
2: well that's like uh when she finally kind of had a friend you know she got invited to the prom and you know her mom just everything like when she was talking about it, her mom shut everything down you know just was constantly pounding on her that everybody hates her she's gonna be laughed at this this and this never any encouragement and it's sad i mean when it all falls apart you truly feel sad when like at the towards the end when she goes home and she just wants to just take a minute you know can take in what all happened
0: and just relax for a minute and then her mom comes man it's insane And, you know, at least this is how I've read it. Um, You know, the guy who took her, uh, I think it was Tommy Ross was his name, if I remember. Yeah. You know, he didn't seem to be an asshole. And that's, every time I watch it, it's like, you know, he does seem somewhat genuine here. Yeah. Like, you know, you you feel like he's gonna, you know, he's gonna be part of this. He's gonna be the reason she ends up like she does. But honestly, he gets a short end of the stick. I know. He gets hit by the fucking bucket. (laughs) I guess dies.
2: I, I guess so. That must have been a hellacious bucket, because
1: <laughs>
2: I, I, it just took him out, uh, out of the rest of the movie. I mean, he was done.
1: Yeah, it had to have been cast iron. No, no doubt. I mean, he was done, and I mean, he wasn't moving or anything. Like that—that that would be so. I wouldn't want to be that guy. Like you got yeah. taken out by a fucking cast iron bucket. <laughs>
0: <laughs> At least it was cast iron, not like aluminum. How it looks? Let's open. I know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, could, could you imagine getting the script and it's like, oh yeah, you're gonna be dead by a bucket. You're not gonna get killed by a telekinesis. <laughs> it's a bucket that kills you, buddy.
2: I know. You're like, what? Are you are you sure about this?
0: Can can we redo this part? <laughs> Oh, man. Anything? It is, uh, uh, no, it's just, it, it's one of those movies where there's parts of it that haven't aged well, but there's so much of it that's still so watchable about it. Like, the one part <laughs> that kills me every time I watch it is they're all going to laugh at you montage and the thing. It kills me every time I watch it. Yeah. still feels yeah. so out of date. And that's one of the things I was looking forward to when they did the remake. I was like, this is a movie that could have a remake. I think it's, it hasn't aged aspects. Uh, aspects. It can work. And then it was terrible. So... <laughs> obviously careful what you wish for i guess yeah
1: well second on our list Mountain Top motel massacre
0: oh man the, all uh, right andy tell me tell me what you think
2: <laughs> mountaintop this is right up my alley i mean 80s slasher just oh god yeah, I, I I dig it, but it's one of those movies that you don't want to make on your constant rotation. No. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you got oh god, I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to give it away for people who haven't seen it. Which there's probably a lot of people who haven't seen this.
0: Well, I hadn't heard about it until like half a week ago. So, <laughs> but I mean, I planned my week out. It did not start with make sure I watch Mountaintop Massacre.
2: It that never. <laughs> It never does. I mean, I I can't imagine <laughs> that. It's, it's one of those movies that you see at the video store, and you're like, "Wow, man!" You see that cover, you're like, "Man, this lady's crazy." It says Evelyn is out of her mind, or something like that. Like, yeah, right, let's so. uh, let's
0: actually concentrate on Evelyn because I think that's uh, important in this case. So, yeah, Evelyn, how did you feel about her portrayal in this movie? Like, that's where I'm I'm stuck at. <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> I I don't know, Evelyn,
2: I I think she was off of it before the accident. I don't want to give away what happened, but I think she was off of a rocker before the accident. I mean, come on, you're running down, you're
0: running one of the worst looking
2: motels I've ever seen in my life. Like, there is a
0: Hotel 6 near where I live, (laughs) and it has less business than this fucking hotel does. Like, oh, I don't know what she's doing. Like, I, I don't know if there's a sign outside that says free blowjobs or something, but it, uh, it's, I mean, it's, it stays pretty busy. Yeah, America, you got...
1: I, oh, saying. shit, free blowjobs. I need to go there.
0: <laughs> I mean, you, you
2: pull up to this place and you're like, uh okay, this looks safe. I mean, you're obviously going to need a tetanus shot when you stay in this place. I mean, it, it's it's literally run down looking and
0: I, I don't know where they found this place at but hey yeah i can't imagine there's a sign that advertises this motel like i don't feel like the state or the city or the town or whatever <laughs> First, put a sign up that says yes please this is our claim to fame but the,
2: you see the people that stay in the place i mean you got some drunk preacher you got this Carpenter dude, that's just riding around. I, I I guess he's a journey man Then then yeah, you got some, the some people. sir. Yeah, I mean that that dude right there. What about the phone? The car phone? How long has it been since you've seen one of the, one? Of the, it was like a bag phone. Yeah, for man.
0: <laughs> And he, I, like, I will give some props to the music. I actually really enj- dug the like whole music. Like I thought it was really ambient and really atmospheric. Yeah, which I was surprised about because I was like, you know, I've watched my fair share of really shitty '80s horror films, and I'm like, let's see how this goes. They usually use like they all use like the same riffs and stuff. And I was yeah, like, but... this is actually a really good soundtrack. It really well, helped the movie a lot for me.
2: <laughs> I'll say this: I, I don't understand the tunnels underneath the place. But even. man, it, 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 makes
0: you, if you're claustrophobic, it, it'll make you like,
2: I couldn't have moved around down in there.
0: There's no I way. I guess if I can accept that Jason teleports, I have to accept the tunnels. Like I can't. They, <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> But as far as, you know, this was, like, we've talked about, it was the slasher craze. You know, you had, uh, this was a time when you had a a movie for every holiday. And I guess you had to have a movie for everywhere you could sleep over at. But, I mean, Evelyn, I I thought Evelyn was was off of it before, you know, the accident and all that. And I think she just hated the people
0: that stayed at her motel. Uh, I guess she hated all that money pouring in from sleazy people. I know. <laughs> I can't that be that the good Christian people. <laughs>
1: yeah, ain't that the
0: worst? <laughs> I, I mean, it, and you know, I don't want to sit here and hate on, on the film because I feel like that's all, all my comments have been. There are some really good scenes in this movie. It's just so weird. Like, and, even for the 80s slasher, I was like, there's a snake, there's a giant snake in the film. There's like these cockroaches that are just. Yeah. That it's so it's just a strange little movie that's at least worth watching just so you know, so people know this movie exists. Oh, that no people doubt. are just making it up as like some myth that exists in a video store.
2: Oh no. I mean it, it definitely I think it just got a, a release on I can't remember if it was Arrow or whatever. They finally came up with a
0: Blu-ray for it. I might it, have to check it out because the quality has to be better, whatever the hell I watched.
2: Oh yeah, I mean <laughs> you know what I have it on. So I I watched the same quality that you <laughs> you got <laughs> it's definitely that that era of movie because you know you couldn't have come up with all those crazy kills you know just scenarios that come up with it. i mean you got a dude just riding down the road picking up picking up women in the rain saying that he's a record exec and <laughs> and he and he's interviewing them in a motel a rundown motel and he's making yeah. them sing for him i
0: mean i mean come on man and somehow this movie has no nudity in it. Like I, I was shocked. I was like, "Huh, <laughs> an 80s horror film with no nudity." I was like, I'm surprised that made it to a drive-in. I know, right? That this, uh, this had to be a double feature. Yeah. Like, we'll <laughs> give you the one with all the nudity in the next one stay around. There you go. Yeah, it, it remi- like I think we meant you mentioned Motel Hell, and I actually that's a better comparison than what I had for Taurus Trap, but it's not as good as either one of those, but I would still like if somebody's into 80s horror, I'd be like
1: definitely watch it all right well third on our list is mom and dad
0: all right josh what were your feelings
1: well i love it first of all you know that i love me some nick cage our one true lord and (laughs) and i and i think that i think that his ability in this movie was really really utilized because nicholas cage is one of those actors that he's not gonna he's not gonna be in titanic we, we all know that he's not gonna be and i think that his skill as an actor is better utilized in horror and i personally think that mom and dad is going to be a cult classic in, in time it's got to be because it's it's like one of those it makes you feel like it's an 80s film all over again because you also mm-hmm. had that that film with is it randy Quay, parents yeah yes Yes. Yeah, and it kind of has it kind of has that feel into it a little bit and I think that's why I like it cuz I actually really like parents and I think that mom and dad kind of it's the modernized version of parents like Poltergeist in a way, like the cheesy rip off of Poltergeist in a way.
0: I can see that. Like, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, yeah, like
1: like the radio, the, the TV's making people stop and go crazy. You know, it, it's it's a simple horror comedy that works because Nicolas Cage is such a um, eccentric actor, and I think that it really needed that in this film. Well,
0: you know, I, I thought it was funny that you said he's never going to, and I swear, it's like, is he going to say he's never going to win an Oscar? Because surprise, surprise, he has actually.
1: <laughs> I was actually going to say that, and I think, wait a minute, I know he's won an Oscar.
0: Yeah, leaving Las Vegas, which he got to act crazy as shit in that too. So he gets to like yeah, flip exactly. casino tables over and stuff. That, that, and that's his wheelhouse. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, you know, I hear hate for Nicolas Cage all the time, especially when I discuss like he's one of my favorite actors. And I don't say that unironically. I just think he is what you're no matter how bad the movie is, no matter anything, you will remember him. Yeah. People can take that for what they will, but you don't forget the way he acts.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: And mom and dad, like you said, it utilized it very well. And I think what actually made it really effective was taking someone like Salma Blair, who yeah. isn't like that, and having those two type of people that seem almost opposite in a lot of way, yeah. be the, your two main leads, and it worked really well.
1: Yeah, and and the, the thing is, see, Nick Cage has been in those—I don't want to say asylum pictures, but they're really—they're kind of like asylum pictures. You know, the the ones that come out that you never even heard of, Which and world? then. Yeah, like Between Worlds, and apparently that's still an alright movie, I haven't seen it, but, our Pay the Ghost, that's another one, uh, you got yeah. Seeking Justice, and all those other films, it's like, okay, well, and then you hear Mom and Dad, and you're like, uh, well, he's been putting out some of these movies that no one's heard of, so am I really gonna give it a shot, and I gave it a shot, and I dug the movie it's it's nicholas cage's return to horror and we see a long time ago he done a not so good horror remake so it's his comeback to horror and i think this is where he belongs
0: now i know you're not mentioning wicker man which is one of the greatest (laughs) masterpieces of our time
1: and that's the one he should have won an oscar for
0: i mean yeah definitely i i I still i watch that movie more than just about any other one so i agree um You know, speaking of Nick Cage, though, this is off topic. Have you guys ever watched 8 Millimeter? Yeah. I really like that movie. With <laughs> like, yeah. It's so badly reviewed, but I really like that movie. Oh, I want to
2: know. I, I don't know why people
0: hate it so much. I thought it was a good movie. It's sleazy as shit. It I mean, that whole movie is so, it, like, it remi- not in the quality wise, but in, like, the tone. It reminds me of Seven. Yeah. I mean, like, just how gritty and dark everything is. It's just nasty. Mm hmm. Have you seen well, it? Josh? You
1: know, no, I haven't. But me, I should have because my one of my favorite films is Face Off. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I know, would recommend it,
0: eight millimeter if you can find it. It's it's worth watching. <laughs> uh, I'll send it to you. Yeah, there you go. It's probably got. He's got the VHS tape or the Beta disc or something.
1: something like I know, right? And then you know the thing that works about Mom and Dad as well is. Brian Taylor, you know he he's responsible for the Crank series, so you're gonna you're looking at something kind of high octane, kind of crazy in his way because Jason Statham and and the Crank series is is off his rocker in that movie, so yeah I, I don't know what you're expecting, you know it's Brian Taylor he does what he does best and it makes a eccentric uh, crazy person movie and that's exactly what he did and he had to. Uh, tackled the concept of parents attacking children. And that subject matter is dark regardless. Yeah, I think so I'm not saying that... Um,
0: killer, killing kid movies and horror. Like, I've noticed it a little yeah. bit more here lately than before.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and this came out around the time where all those... I mean, it still happened, but school shootings and parents killed, killing children and stuff. And I'm surprised it didn't get blacklisted like every other thing that does... All right, but last but not least, you probably already know Friday the 13th.
2: Oh man, well, Andy is our expert, so I will let him begin. <laughs> everybody knows how I feel about Friday the 13th the whole series. Uh, Pamela Voorhees, I've got to ask you, where do you rank the original compared to- well, yeah, everybody knows six four. I'm gonna, I'm gonna rank it right in the middle because it started it all and, and I. I really don't know if they, I, I don't feel like they planned for another one. I think that was just a jump scare at the end. Mm-hmm. I mean, the whole, I guess, you know, trying to figure out who it was. They did that really well to me. When when you see the end and there is Pamela Voorhees, you're like, oh man, somebody's coming to help. And then what What just happened? I take it as, you know, there's a there's a lot of moms out there. After their children, you know, you you see all this stuff going on in daycares and stuff like that of kids not being taken care of right, you know, and and stuff like that. And it it could make a parent just flip out and do some strange things. And it certainly did with Pamela Voorhees, who saw her, we'll just go ahead and say, uh, handicapped son not being taken care of, being made fun of and this. And she takes vengeance out on anybody who comes near that place.
0: And Betsy Palmer's performance can't be understated. Like, I know Ebert and Seskel didn't care for it. And I mean, I've heard criticisms for it's overacted. It's She phoned it in, but I don't know. Every time I watch it, I think she's really effective at portraying a grieving mother who's just off a fucking rocker.
1: And, you know, it's a shout out to, uh, to betsy palmer that didn't even want to be in the film she she read the script and was like no one's going to remember this movie it's going to be one of those movies that no one's going to care if i'm in and then shout out to her she was like you know what i'm going to do it and then next thing you know she the movie blows up and it's, it's popular you know and and shout out to her for giving it a shot and she did the best that she could with what she had and then the whole, it's a grieving mother. Like, think of yourself as a grieving mother. Like, what would a mother do for her son? She's killing all these people, all these camp counselors. And it's also a lesson to everyone. Like, you know, my child died this way. And she's she's trying to make sure no one else's child dies that way. So shes it's just a grieving mother. You don't really find out she's really crazy until she starts saying, kill her, mommy, kill her, kill them. It's like, okay, this bitch is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, it's a grieving mother. I can't say that I wouldn't do the same if my son died that same way, you know?
2: No, nah, she can drive the hell out of a Jeep, though. I'll tell you oh, that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Man, she can drive a Jeep. I, I mean, she's going through those, those back roads like nobody's business, man. And... and I didn't you never know, man. I, I didn't know that she could shoot a bow and arrow like that. I mean she she's
0: got some cool tricks up her sleeve. Yeah, um I think it says a lot. Even though I, I'm like you, Andy, I don't really rank the original insanely high. I ever have. And there's a lot of reasons for that. But the fact that it did become remembered and you know as talked about as it is now, it was against every odds possible. I mean you have the right the writer and director basically saying, yeah, we're gonna rip off Halloween because it just made a fuck ton of money. The score is basically a rip off of Psycho in a lot of ways. The who done it aspect isn't solvable at home. Like it's not set up in a way where it keeps you necessarily invested to oh this is I can figure <laughs> out who it is. It's just like, oh by the way, here's
2: Jason's mom. Yeah, um, you're like, uh, what just happened? Where did she <laughs> like come Like this from? whiplash
0: moment. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: and then, and, you know, and then and then Cunningham coming out of nowhere from doing softcore porn into Friday the 13th. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, what he, happened? West
0: he did what Wes Craven did. I mean, it's just, yep. he didn't have the success sadly but it's 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 a movie that shouldn't have worked and and you know i watch it and sometimes i question why it works in a lot of ways like why it was not that it's like bad or anything just that it's it's like what separated this from everything else in the 80s and the best explanation i come up with is the characters are decent i mean i like alice i think she's a good final girl I i like her the kills are great um, oh, yeah. Tom um, Savini's work is fantastic. And I, I think what I come down to is almost everyone's been to a summer camp at some point. Everyone's had their camp counselor tell them some story about some kid who got killed in the lake. Oh, it's yeah. Just, yeah, it's just something I think that it, it, it resonated more with people. And, of course, you know, then we had Jason. And the second one's just a much better film. But the first one still has a lot of merits to it. And Betsy Palmer probably being pretty high up there. Even though she's only in the last third of the film, I think what
2: what made it a lot of it is Betsy Palmer, and I mean they they tried to build the characters in it. You know, where you're out here in the middle of nowhere, pretty much on a camp that half of them don't even want to be there. Oh yeah, no, on a closed summer camp. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and the dude running it, that that man needs some different shorts. I mean, he, he's killing. <laughs> That's why he got killed the way he did. Yeah, I know. I, I'm glad he did. But you look, at, <laughs> you, look, you look at Savini's work in this, The Arrow, that right there is enough to watch the movie.
0: And Kevin Bacon is, uh, he, he's, it's one of those movies you watch it every time you're like, all right, Kevin Bacon's in this movie. And then he, and, and that's the most, and his kill is the thing you remember most, like at least for me, like every time I think about Friday 13th, I think about that kill
2: you got to think hey. about the 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 headshot too. When you see wow. yeah. hairy hairy hands on, <laughs> on
0: the, <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> Hey, wait a minute. Who is that? That doesn't make sense. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I think everybody when they watch this, whether or not you have a kid or whatever, you you can understand how a parent would flip out over. You know what happened there? Everybody deals with, with stuff like that in different ways, and that's how she dealt with it. That her son in her mind was telling her to kill anybody that came to this place.
0: And I think the score I can't remember who did the score. I'm actually gonna have to look it up because I do remember it. It does have a lot of ripoffs of Psycho, but it's still a uh, still memorable. Uh, hey, uh,
2: Harry Manfredini, that's yeah. it.
0: Thank you. I could not remember it. Yeah, he did. He, yeah, I, I
2: think he's done just about every every Friday the 13th, so he's, everyone's good, especially part three. I mean, you, you can't deny that soundtrack.
0: Halloween and um, Black Christmas, they always get the credit for creating, you know, what the slasher became, but, you know, it's it's one of those things where I think it has more to do with Friday 13th, because while those movies did a lot, you know, setting up things, Friday 13th figured out a formula, like, it was almost a mathematical formula of, this is how you make money off a slasher film. How this is what people want to see no one cares about foreboding atmosphere just show them cool things
2: yeah I mean that and that's that's what it was all about and, and then you know nobody cared about there's
0: their sad
2: teens this this and this people just wanted to see them get slaughtered I mean it is what it
0: is. Yeah, and I mean, like I said, I like Alice. I, I don't remember the other teens enough to really comment on them, but I do remember liking Alice. Um I just it, it's one of those things where I go back and I rewatch the second one and the second one's just almost in every way better for me. Um yes. I'm a fan of uh, of the second one i think all the characters are really great i uh i think um the kills aren't as good i will say that about the second one the skills aren't as good but i think jason is a lot more intimidating
1: except the machete to the wheel, uh, wheelchair guy's face
0: oh, <laughs> Hell, long set of <laughs> like he was like the nicest guy in the whole camp and, like, like let's let's fuck him as hard as we can like He's about to get laid as a guy in a wheelchair and yeah. machete to the face, down a bunch of steps.
2: <laughs> well, the, and I hate to get off of the first one, but the second one, I mean, the one guy that you thought would die didn't die.
0: Yeah. Um, and then was, I don't know if Paul, did he die? Like, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, the
2: way it, nobody knows.
0: I, I just never figured that out it why again. they didn't
2: kill him all. <laughs> what was his name? Ted? Yeah. I, I,
0: Ted, I think. Ted. I, can, I Ted. can't remember. Yeah, I appreciate it right. And I guess that's what, it, like, Friday 13th, and I, it's so weird that we don't even have movies about it anymore because that formula worked for, like, what, the first five films? They use that same yeah. formula for five straight films.
2: I, I think now that now that this whole controversy between who owns the rights and all this, I hope it's about to get settled. And Because I know now you have all these people making uh Making films now about it. I mean, you got Never Hike Alone, you got Vengeance, you got 13 Fanboy. I think it's 13 Fanboy. Yeah, that's Uh,
1: it.
2: it. Yeah, I mean, you got all these people making fan films about it and doing well. And if we could just see. And I'll be one to say it. I like the remake. I thought it was. I I know a lot of people hate it, but I like Derek Mears as Jason. I thought he was intense i I thought he played it well and i would like to see them do something else with it and i hope they do but i hope they bring back that 80s formula of nobody cares about all this backstory and this this and this just go out and let
0: jason do what he does yeah Yeah. and the thing i really liked about the remake was the survival aspect because you know in the when you look at the first two films you're always like was he just surviving out in the woods? Did he really drown? Is he a fucking ghost? Like, what the hell is Jason like about the remake? Is it does give an explanation of that, that she mistakenly thought he drowned and he lived his life in the woods. And the way he kills those kids is all survival and it's strategic and it's against what a lot of what Jason did, who was more about quick efficiency. But I think it really worked for the remake and it made it a lot more interesting.
2: Yeah, and, and you know, I, I know they kept on coming out with it. We're going to have a Jason and Snow. We're going to have Jason and Snow, and, and it never happened. Yeah, I think people people really want that, but now it's just like the game. You don't have anything going on except for fan films because of the rights, and who knows when that's going to be solved.
0: Now, I think Victor Miller, I think it's it might be in an appeal process right now, but I think the courts decided Victor Miller owns the rights. Yeah, he owns the rights to the, I think, to the
2: script. But now I think Sean Cunningham came back and is filing an appeal. I I don't know where that's going because I I think Victor Miller only owns like Friday the 13th, that first aspect.
1: And I think
0: owns like, I think the debate is, can he own the entirety of Jason or just Jason as a kid? I want to say that's what they're fighting about. Because if he owns all of Jason... They can't make a Friday 13th film without him. <laughs> yeah, I know. So it, it, I,
2: I can understand the fight going on between it. But as fans, everybody's getting kind of uh, what, what's going to happen next. But, February but, was 10 years ago. I mean, yeah. was 10 years since the remake. And I mean, all, which I will give credit where credit is due because the, the fan films are really
0: good. Yeah, I really like Never Hike Alone. Like, it's simple. It, it, yeah. it didn't try to do anything, like, overly fancy. It's just, like, guy recording in the woods, you know, Blair Witch Project style. Jason comes after him. and, and It's you only, got, like, what, an hour long?
2: Yeah, yeah. And, and now they're planning on uh, another one.
0: Oh, that's great. I didn't hear about that. That's awesome.
2: Yeah, I think they're trying to get Tom Matthews back, you know. Hey, he's Tommy Jarvis to me. You, you're saying it's not Corey Feldman? Uh, he, you know, <laughs> to me... <laughs> Because I'm a six guy. Well, I like five too. I mean, you had the the Tommy trilogy
0: was perfect,
2: and All right, noticed, I'm gonna need
0: you to justify liking five. I, I need to hear your reasons. What did you what What did you just say? You don't like five? I like the kills in five. The kills in five are fantastic, but fucking Roy kills me the whole time I watch. Roy. It. Well, it, it, <laughs> it goes back to just
2: it goes back to just like part one. He happens. He he goes to the to the camp and he sees his illegitimate son dead. And he snaps and dresses up like Drake. hey,
0: he cosplays. He's cosplaying. <laughs> well, the thing that's kind of so funny about when you compare one and five, uh, one you can't figure out the mystery, and in five it is just so fucking obvious. Like oh, we're gonna keep you know zooming in on this paramedic. Like yeah. like we should get a shit. <laughs> it's like okay, well, it's definitely. Boy.
2: <laughs> well you know what it, re- it kind of reminds i mean that that right there like when you see it like you don't see a lot of the kills it kind of reminds you of uh like when you were in school and you were watching like uh those movies that they would show you about like you know, you know how you're supposed to treat your friends and stuff and when something happens it would zoom in real quick and out but you never see what happened to them because mm-hmm. a lot of the kills you didn't see like violet and you know all that you just see them kind of get gutted or whatever but you wouldn't see it and it it flash in like red and then it go out but five man i i dig it (laughs) yeah it's just one of those movies kind of like like halloween three people i love halloween three well people didn't get i mean i know when it came out and i will be honest with you i was like where's michael myers you know because that 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 was what halloween was built on and when you see three you know a lot of people it got hate I mean, people actually hated it back then, but now it's got such a huge following. And I, I think if it hadn't been called Halloween 3, if it was called Season of the Witch, it would have been, you know, a little bit more accepted back then.
0: I think so, too. Like, it's still a ridiculous movie in a lot of ways. Like, its it, I think we talked about this even with uh, Mountaintop. It's very 80s. Like, yeah. You could have made that movie in the 90s, the 2000s, two thousand it, it can't be made anywhere else but the 80s no i mean it's and, just that type of movie
2: <laughs> yeah and i agree and that, that's just like you know the premises of friday the 13th i mean the 80s was all about you know you get a holiday look black christmas halloween friday the 13th valentine's day i mean it back then that was it uh, uh, we were pushing out so many horror movies for holidays it didn't matter if it, if it was good bad whatever i mean you had cats out there with camcorders recording and making horror movies.
0: Oh and, god. And then there was one um I saw a few years ago that was Presidents Day. Like all the presidents came back from the dead yeah. and killed all these fucking things. It's like it's hysterically dumb, but it's 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 funny. Yeah, I mean, so Uncle I mean, Sam was so dumb. Oh, they god, yeah, know,
2: Uncle Sam. I mean, come on. Man, I, and what it's built on, I mean, the 80 if it the 80s if we hadn't had that revolution of movies back then where would we be at now i mean i know I, i'm a i preach it i love 80s horror everybody knows that yeah. and I, I i think everybody has a certain movie like whether it's halloween nightmare on elm street you know, Friday 30, yeah yeah phantasm but i mean that was do you consider that an 80s horror what what yes, didn't did. come out
1: yeah. <laughs> 79? 70,
2: uh, kind of 79. Yeah, 79. So it's right there on the brink of it. So, yeah, I mean, Phantasm. That, that movie... That's the
1: music it. oh. itself is Scream's 80s.
2: Oh, no doubt. And, and I mean, it's, it has such a huge following. I, I don't think when it came out, like a lot of movies then, it, it, people realized what it was about. It, was, it You know, it, it's an awesome story, but it's off the wall, you know? <laughs> yeah. and, and And now, you know, people... I think now everybody's taste in movies has changed and you kind of got to open up to phantasm Halloween three and so Zach's, ha- Zach's hatred to, for um, part five. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, it, goes back to, uh, <laughs> it goes back to Jason X, you know, when Jason X came out, everybody hated that movie, and now everyone sees it for what it is. It's just over the top fun. You got Jason in space. That's all it is. It's not supposed to be a great movie. It's there to be fun.
2: I think now, and and I'm going to step up on a soapbox, Uh, pardon (laughs) me, but I I think people need to get off of this whole butthurt filing petitions and this, this, and this. Take take movies for what they are. Just go, have fun, lose yourself in it for a minute. Don't don't take it as, oh, they could have done this, this, and this. Take it for what it is. It's a movie. It's supposed to get you out of reality for an hour or two, And enjoy life, and and that's just like like you said, like Jason X. I went and saw that in theaters. I thought it was cool, thought it was something different. And and now, you know, now it's just like everything else. Let's let's get a petition. Let's get them to do this, 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 and this. And you know, just just have fun with it. Don't don't criticize. I I mean, we criticize stuff overly, but just have fun with it. Unless it's Nightmare on Elm
1: Street, the remake.
0: Yeah, you can criticize the shit out of that. Yeah, that. <laughs> that. The end of the Platinum Dunes remake. Oh, gosh. That God. movie single-handedly, the Platinum Dunes was killing it. I, they actually have some decent remakes. Like, they get shit on now. But at that point, you, you had Friday the 13th, you had Texas Chainsaw Massacre. There were some yeah. decent remakes in there. And then Nightmare on Elm Street came out like, oh, man, you fucked up so bad. And Like, it ain't even an okay fuck up. It's a terrible fuck up.
2: I, I don't think Jackie Earl Haley's portrayal of Freddie was bad. I just think he had nothing
0: whole, to work with. I, mean, I know, nothing.
2: and I think he went in there. It's it's Nightmare on Elm Street. It, it's it's going to make money, and then everybody was like, "What just happened?" <laughs> you
0: know? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna attempt to uh, rein this back in uh, to where we Thank were. You. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. I just noticed we got back all the way out here. I was like, "Shit." Yeah. Man, where did we start? Friday uh, the thirteenth. Talk- yeah, talk about a uh, part five. Um, there are things I do like about FiveThirty. My favorite kill in the franchise is actually in part five. The um, the, 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 the tree, eyes. the the, yeah. uh, the tree. I want. Oh fuck me, that gets me every time. And then, of course, uh, Deborah Sue Voorhees is in it.
2: Yeah, so well, that, that's great. The five is Ethel and her son. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, uh, um, I, I, I'll, I'll bring us back to the original, but okay because we 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 went way out there uh betsy palmer portrayed the grieving mother wanting revenge perfect
0: it's one of those situations and it's one of the few times i can sit there and say there's movies in the franchise that are better but it's not one of those ones where the the first one's bad and you shouldn't even watch it's not a ouija um it's one you sh- people should watch. I-, I think it's one that it-, it goes on a different emotional wavelength than the rest of the film, but it has some type of emotion, the grief. And it- it's something the franchise never really went back to, except Great. for a little bit in five, a little bit in five. I'll give you that. I mean, yeah. And for Roy, <laughs> up with his blue, sh- but <laughs> I'm blue bring up yeah, I'm going to bring up one more thing about five. Cause it, it brings into six. Is the fact they say they cremate him, and I was like, "Man, you guys really fucked up there." But I like that in six, they're just like, "Man, we're just not gonna, we're just not gonna say anything." Yeah, no they, one's gonna just... notice. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no one's gonna complain. We're bringing Jason back. There you go, and Tommy Jarvis. But uh, yeah, Josh, you have any final things to say?
1: Uh, no. Uh, just that uh, it's a good killer mom movie.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: you know, it's uh, we get off topic so much. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but we got um, phantasm in there on the front 13th of i know
1: <laughs> i know <laughs> i tried to bring it back with jason x but it didn't yeah. work <laughs> um yeah it's just a it's just a, overall a good movie um like you guys said it's not the best in the franchise but it does have that feeling of grief and i think that is um I think that's what brings it home to a lot of people that you don't get with the other Friday the 13th is that it um, focuses on grief and what a mother would do for her son.
0: And it's the perfect Mother's Day.
1: Absolutely. There you go. Yeah.
0: I sent a picture to my mom like every year. The same picture where it has uh, Betsy Palmer hugging one of the actors for Jason. I like sending that to her every year for Mother's Day.
1: <laughs> All right, guys, that does it for today's episode. I will thank you all for listening. If you haven't followed us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, make sure you do so. And our website is braindeadnetwork.home.blog. Make sure you follow us there as well if you want to keep up to date with our podcast information. We are available now on Apple Music as well as Spotify. So if you want to hear this podcast, definitely go check it out. And I thank you guys for listening.
0: Uh, thank you, guys. See ya. I right, appreciate it. If you enjoyed the music you heard in today's show, please go check out Kevin McLeod at compotech.com. The song featured today was Fantasia, Fantasia.